know how long it's been, but he got something today. So we're thankful for that today. just start by saying thank you guys for allowing me to speak today and uh i'm gonna start this by saying that i am a procrastinator i i really am um <laughs> but Lewis will say that you'll give him what he'll take 25 hours playing 24 hour day i'll take about four hours right in the 24 hour day and get like 30 minutes of them done i, I promise you it's really bad and I knew I had to write this message, and I was going out, and I was like, man, I, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I, the, the time is winding down. Like, I, I, I have no time left. I have to sit down. I have to just be like, no distractions. I have to get this done. And I still procrastinate. <laughs> I, I, I do this thing while I'm uh, procrastinating. I um, listen to music. I'm the type of person that can listen to music for hours. You just, just sit there and listen. And I'm listening to music. I'm li- li- listening to these songs go over and over again. It's about two hours. I have uh, my Bible in front of me and my uh, notebook and my pen. And I'm just listening to this music. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Don't know what I'm going to write. Don't even know what I'm going to say. And I'm listening to these songs. And these two songs start playing. One is, um, well, if I can remember them now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> one is Keep Praying. And the other one is Prayer Closet. And these songs started speaking to me. I started playing them over and over again. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. I eventually turned the music off. And I sit down and I start praying to God. I'm like, God, you got to give me a word. The time is winding down. I have no more time. You got to give me something. Please. Please. And when I do this, I I, I procrastinate so much, I start daydreaming. It's, It's really bad. I start thinking about my grandmother. And... My grandma was a lot of things, but one thing she was, she was a praying woman, right? So after I get done praying, I open up my Bible and I look through it. And I was led to this verse, Colossians 4.2. It says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Like I said, I was starting thinking about my grandmother. When I was younger, she used to take me to church. And we used to drive and whatnot. And I used to just... Watch her pray. Honestly, I didn't, if I may be, you know, just transparent with you guys. I, I didn't believe what she believed in. But it was, it was still something to, to watch her pray, to listen to her. And she, she, would, she would do this thing that she would pray about the same thing over and over again, which made no sense to me. Really? Like, like, like you're, you're praying to, to, to God, Right? You should be able to do a one-and-done type situation. He already knows what's going on, right? But she would do this over and over again. She would just pray over the same thing. She, I used to listen to her. Listen to her pray for my family. She would pray for me. She'd just sit there and just, just, just pray over me and pray over all her loved ones. Over and over again, seeing no change. My grandmother prayed for me about, well, when she passed, about 17 years. She prayed over me. She, she prayed over protection over me, you know. 
Lord, just plead the blood over him, Lord. Build a fence around him, Lord. Just, just watch over him. When I can't see, when you can see, when, when I don't know what's going on, Lord, you know what's going on. I need you to help him. I would just hear these prayers. Like I said, she prayed with me for 17 years. My grandmother did not, was not able to see me walk in this church, right? She was not able to see me go to the Lord and give everything I had to him. Go to this altar and give everything that I had to him. All my problems, all my situations, just give it to him. Just let it go. She was not able to see me get baptized in Jesus' name. She was not able to see me receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. She, she wasn't able to see that. But that did not stop her from praying. That did not stop her from getting on her knees at night and saying, Lord, please help my grandchild. Lord, please help them, Lord God. Please, Jesus. They, they, they need help, Lord God. They might not know who you are right now, but I know one day, I pray in faith, I know one day that they will know who you are. They will, God, they will know who you are, Lord Jesus. She continued to prayer. Let's break this verse down. It says, continue to pray and watch in the same with thanksgiving. She pray over the same thing over and over again, over and over again, over and over again. I did not understand it. Then she would do this thing, and when she was praying, she would, <laughs> it was funny to me at the time, she would start thanking him for the things he didn't even do yet. Like, <laughs> that makes, like, wrap your head around that. I'm going to thank him for something he didn't even do yet. I got bills to pay. I don't got the money, but I'm going to thank him for providing for me. I'm going to thank him for finding a way for me. I don't, I, don't, I could not wrap my head around it. I'm like, Grandma, you over here saying thank you for providing for me. Thank you for the, the, the food that we have, the clothes on our back. You're sending him giving all the things. You're sending him going to church and giving him all the money. That's why you don't got money for rent. <laughs> But she would do this. She, she, she would just, 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 just thank him. It says, the second part of it says, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Like I said, she didn't, she didn't get to see me come to God, right? And I stopped her from praying. I couldn't understand it. How do you thank how do you how do you thank someone for something that they did not do yet? And that's the thing. She had faith. She knew they may not be done right now. She knew there may not be any light at the end of this tunnel, but I have faith that I will follow. I have I know a God that I can follow, that He that He will provide for me and He will watch over me. I just wanted to ask you guys if you have if you have any Praying mothers, praying fathers, praying brothers. But please do not take them for granted. And for those who do not have any praying mothers, fathers, grandsons, whatever, pray. Be the ones to pray for them. Be the ones to help and guide them in the right direction. Everyone needs someone. You can be the light in someone's dark, dark world. I pray for you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and didn't Lorenzo do a good job? Oh my goodness. I didn't even recognize. I was like, okay. He did fantastic. But the, the next person coming up here is, is somebody who's been near and dear to my heart for uh, the entire time that I've known her. 
And uh, since the entire time that I've known her, she's never wavered. She's always been steadfast and firm in her faith, most importantly. And then secondly, in her love for people. She listens when her dad preaches. She truly loves people. And uh, she got mad at me because I cheated in the game. (laughs) Because she loves the person. She loves me, but she didn't like me being unfair to somebody else. So that's just her heart. She's pure. And I know that she's fasted. I know that she's prayed for the message that she has for all of us this evening. So I want you to put your hands together and welcome Tess Sharon to the platform. Thank you, Sister Sheila. Um, I want to say thank you to my pastor and to Brother Grana for giving me this opportunity to speak to y'all tonight. Um, I just want to talk for a little while on um, something God's been laying on my heart. And um, so if y'all, y'all can stay seated. I'm going to read scripture throughout, but I'm not going to start out with the scripture. Um, And it'll be different translations too. So if it doesn't match the screen, I'm sorry, it's still in my Bible. So Um, I just want to share for a few moments and talk on the thought. Which way will you look back? And um, in life, we all have found ourselves looking back. One of my favorite things I do with my family um, will sometimes play the memory game. And that's when we'll go down memory lane and share random memories that we have either with each other or just happy memories that we feel like sharing at the time. Um, So looking back can be a good thing. But looking back can also be a dangerous thing. One instance in the Bible that we find looking back to be a dangerous thing is the story of Lot's wife. Genesis 19, verse 26, we read, But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Now, let me just give everyone a little backstory of the story of Lot and his wife. They found themselves living in a city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, this city was evil, and it became very perverse and just gross, and just so much so that God wanted to destroy the city. Well, Abraham, Lot's uncle, knew God's plan to destroy the city, and so he pleaded with God on the behalf of Lot to save them, And I had already wrote this out, which I thought was really cool because Lorenzo did such a good job tonight. But he talked about how his grandma prayed for him. And I just want to stop in this part of the story and say it's important to make sure you have someone in your life who will pray for you and on your behalf when you can't pray for yourself or see things the way you need to see them. And also to say if you're the one that's praying for someone, don't give up on them because you could be the person that's standing in on their behalf and saving them. So back to the story. Um, Abraham prays and God listens. He sends angels to bring Lot and his family out of the city before God destroys it with the instruction to run and to not look back. As we know from the scripture I read, Lot's wife did not listen. She looked back and became a pillar of salt. So growing up when I heard this story, I always thought whenever they said that, like I imagined 
she just became like salt, you know, like you put on food or whatever. Like I make the joke, pass me pepper and lots of wife, you know, kind of dumb stuff like that. I always thought it was like salt, but it was a pillar of salt. So the picture that's up here on the screen, if I did my research right, you can ask Brother Johnson afterwards, but um, I'm pretty sure this is actually a pillar of salt in Israel that they made a memorial f- called Lot's Wife because that's what it like looked like. So she became like a statue. Um, Lot's wife had become comfortable in a place God was wanting to remove her from. She could not see a future beyond where she was or why God was calling her to let go of this place where she had become so comfortable and loved. So she looked back. When we look back in this way, we allow our hearts to become hardened to the voice of God and the things of God. When we allow bitterness and hopelessness to fill our hearts, we become hardened just like Lot's wife when she became a pillar of salt. When we look back in this way, we become stuck and cannot move forward to the place God is calling us to and wants us to be. When Lot's wife became a pillar of salt, she would forever be stuck in that place. Instead of choosing to obey the voice of God, she held on to what she thought was best and what she really wanted. We have to trust God and trust that where he wants to take us is greater than where we've been. We cannot make it to this place if we do not let go of the things he's wanting us to be removed from. Isaiah 43 and verses 18 and 19, God tells us, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We have to stop thinking of and dwelling on the things that God is calling us to let go of. God wants to do a new thing in our lives, and we have to perceive it. The definition of perceive is to become aware or conscious of something, come to realize or understand. We have to come to the realization and understanding that what God has for us is good. We cannot do this by looking back, longing for what used to be. We cannot do this by becoming bitter and hopeless. When we find ourselves in this place, it's easy to question God and his goodness. It's easy to wonder, is this really what God has for me? Does God even care about me? Why would he let me go through this? Will letting go of what he asked me to always hurt? Will it hurt forever? And so on and so on. Psalm 77 is a chapter where the psalmist Asaph finds himself in this place of looking back and questioning. But later on in the passage, we'll see where he shows us how to look back the right way. He says, I cry out to God. Yes, I shout. Oh, that God would listen to me. When I was in deep trouble, I searched for the Lord. All night long, I prayed with hands lifted toward heaven. But my soul was not comforted. I think of God, and I moan, overwhelmed with longing for his help. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed even to pray. I think of the good old days long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I searched my soul and pondered the difference now. 
Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Have his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And I said, this is my fate. The Most High has turned his hand against me. Has anyone, you know, don't raise your hand. But has anyone in here found themselves feeling the way Asaph was feeling? You were looking back and you were in a hopeless situation and you are letting doubt creep in. But then the next verse, verse 11 says, But then I recall all you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders. You demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. By your strong arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and Joseph. When the Red Sea saw you, O God, its waters looked and trembled. The sea quaked to its very depths. The clouds poured down rain. The thunder rumbled in the sky. Your arrows of lightning flashed. Your thunder roared from the whirlwind. The lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters. A pathway no one knew was there. You led your people along that road like a flock of sheep with Moses and Aaron as their shepherds. But then... Two words, a shift, a shift in his spirit and in his mind. He stops listening to the voice of defeat and looks back on God's faithfulness. He looks back and remembers the goodness of God. He says, God, your deeds are constantly in my thoughts. Not the lies of the enemy anymore, but your deeds are in my thoughts. He remembers that God has always been and always will be the same, no matter what circumstance he finds himself in. He remembers all the times God has come through for him. One of those times, he said, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. God wants to lead us through paths that we don't even know are there. We can't see beyond where we are, but God wants us to remember who he is and trust to take and that he's going to take us through. He won't lead us to a place he can't make a way for. We have to trust him. We have to let go of the things keeping us from him, and we must move forward. Like the psalmist, we must shift from looking back hopelessly to looking back to find our hope. Don't look back longing for a place God no, God no longer wants you to be, but look back to the faithfulness of God to find hope to move forward. God has bigger and better things in store. Remember his goodness, his faithfulness, and that he always knows best. He wants to do a new thing, but we have to be willing and we have to let him. I'm coming to a close, so if the musicians want to come, um, I just want to say maybe you're in this place today and you have found yourself looking back hopelessly. You've been weighed down by how life used to be, and you can't see how God can do anything new that's good. Maybe you've been hurt by what God asked you to let go of. Maybe you know God is calling you to move forward, but you can't see how you can. Wherever you are in this place, 
I just want to challenge you to look back at the goodness of God. I challenge and urge you to trust him again. I challenge you to find hope here in this place, wherever that place may be. And I just want to ask you, which way will you look back? These altars are open. I pray everyone finds it in their hearts to come and to let God in, to look back on his goodness, look back on his faithfulness, and find the hope and encouragement that you need in him.